raises a different question, and this is critical, I think, in this case, from the question whether uh, the state took an action and there was an alternative action available to the state that would have Well, the allegation is you bet there was an alternative action. We'll let him out by another entrance. Indeed, Your Honor, and that is not a state-created danger claim precisely because that's, that's not the state-created question, excuse me, state action question. Well, no, the argument is, and the allegation of the complaint is, there was, a, there was an angry mob waiting at, the, at this exit. The police said, you're going out that exit, and we're not going to let you out the other exit, even though it's safer. That sounds like state-created danger to me. Yeah, it wow. sounds like it to me, too. That's, that's pretty good and pretty obvious. Yeah. So uh, a number of plaintiffs are suing the city of San Jose for a civil rights violation, uh, i.e. they uh, tried to attend a political rally and got beaten down for it. Not only did the city not protect them, but the city made it much more dangerous. The attorney who is representing the the, uh, plaintiffs and and pushing this case forward is Harmeet Dillon, an attorney with the Dillon Law Group, who joins us now. Uh, Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. May we call you Harmeet? Sure, absolutely. Excellent, Counselor. Uh, so uh, why don't you, for folks not following the uh, story carefully, just briefly frame what you and your clients are, are claiming. Sure. On June second, 2016, before Donald Trump became the nominee of the party, of the Republican Party, he had a rally here uh, near where I live in San Jose, and uh, there are about several thousand people who attended it. It was a great event. I actually was honored to do the Pledge of Allegiance at this event. And when we were leaving, there were about 250 riot gear-clad police, because as you may recall, during this election, it was a little contentious. And here in California, uh, there were a lot of um, you know, protesters against Donald Trump. So. The police knew that there was going to be a history of violence, and so they were prepared. We felt reassured as we left the left the convention center. But what happened was the police directed everybody who left away from the most direct path to the garages, and you know a little further away from the convention center. And as we went on that route, which was the only route we were allowed to go on, um, we were forced to pass through and go into a mob of several hundred people. Um, you know, who were waving six-foot um, Mexican flags uh, on large sticks, poles, and it got violent very quickly. Uh, some of these people in the crowd were sucker-punched. Uh, one client of ours was hit in the head with a bag of rocks. Wow. She, we have, you know, the, the scenes on television that are available on YouTube are, you know, people bleeding from their heads, um, our clients range from age, uh, young teens, up to the couple of ladies in their 70s who I know were people assaulted. Who were, were pelted with eggs and, and refuse of, of various sorts as well. Yeah, it was scary. It was like something I'm sure. in third world countries. Yeah, you don't see this in America. I, I, and it's amazing how little national coverage that got. I mean, before you even get to the whose fault it was, it didn't get very much national attention, and it should, because you know people don't care that Trump supporters were getting beaten in the street. Well, right, in the great narrative, uh, Trump supporters are bad people. Right, so they have so, it coming. Right, exactly. So I've listened to some of the oral arguments, but not all of them. I've found it fascinating thus far, the, the San Jose city attorney, his arguments, to my mind, as a guy who almost went to law school, were, were very, very weak. Uh, two of the ju- three judges who heard the case were are known to to probably swing a little left on the ideological spectrum, but you won the day. What was San Jose arguing? 
San Jose argued, and, you know, to, to be fair, you know, this case down below in the trial court went through two rounds of motion to dismiss. We had First Amendment claims and some other claims, and the, the court did dismiss some of our claims. I'll get to appeal that at the end of the case. So what was being appealed in this Ninth Circuit argument was the trial court said that because the allegations are so serious and, you know, seem to fit the bill, that the city uh, police do not have qualified immunity against being sued. So qualified immunity is a doctrine that courts have created to basically prevent citizens from being able to hold the government liable in almost every case. So it's hard to get past that hurdle, but we did get past it. The government appealed it, and the city attorney was arguing that the trial court uh, judge, you know, smart judge in San Jose, got it wrong, and that because there was no well-settled law on this issue that you can't force people to walk through a mob, put them in danger, and then stand there and watch them be assaulted, that the, the, the Ninth Circuit should reverse. And uh, as you mentioned, one of the arguments which I thought was really shocking to me was that Trump supporters should have expected to be beaten up uh, in attending this rally, so the government is not at fault. I mean, well, that's yeah, the end of democracy if we're going to go with that, because you know you'd have you'd have uh, Republican candidates with great swaths of the country they couldn't show up to, and the same for uh, for the the Democrat candidate they couldn't exactly. go there. That'd be the end of it. Did, did the, exactly. Did the did the police standing there watching it happen? That that occurred. I've seen the pictures and the videos. Does that play a role in this? Well, yes. So there's a doctrine in the, in the Ninth Circuit where I am, which says that if, you know, so generally the rule is that, you know, you're walking and the police see you getting assaulted and they happen to be there. They don't have to do anything. However, if they put you into harm's way, which is what happened here, and the numerous cases that I went through in the Ninth Circuit argument, um, you know, you can't leave a drunk uh, woman, uh, you know, pick her up and then drop her off in the most dangerous part of town and drive off where she can get raped, et cetera. You, you can't do that. And so when the police put you into that danger, then they, yes, they do have a duty to act and do something about it, and, and they did it. And so that's really, you know, it all it all comes together. And, and it's not like this was a mistake. This was orders from above, and we believe it was politically motivated. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, this shouldn't happen to anybody in America, regardless of their political views. That's interesting you, sa- you said that, because I, I wanted to get to that. It's probably impossible to prove, but I have to assume that if, you know, MAGA hat-wearing supporters with bags of rocks showed up to a Bernie rally and were going to attack Bernie supporters, the city of San Jose would have stopped that from happening. Right, and I had to argue this in the lower court. The court said that we hadn't argued that the first time around. I thought it was obvious <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, the second time around, I did argue in the lower court that, and I, I named numerous uh, rallies and big political gatherings in San Jose, and, and not a single one of those did anybody get beaten up. The police, you know, step in and make arrests. They don't let it happen. And uh, here, uh, their excuse was, oh, well, you know, we, in fact, the, the chief of police praised the officers after this event for their restraint. And the mayor tweeted out that it was Donald Trump's fault that this violence. I remember that. That was disgraceful. That was just just disgraceful. I'm glad you brought that up. Harmeet K. Dillon, attorney for the Dillon Law Group, is on the line. It's a shame that you had to, uh, well, uh, end the portion of the lawsuit against the cowardly and disgusting Mayor uh, Sam Licardo. 
Um, why did why did you narrow it? Was that a strategy? Did you have to? We had to. I mean, you know, we we had a judge who was not buying uh, some of the arguments. So I'll get my chance to appeal those at the end of the case. The government gets special appeal rights in the middle of the case, so that's what happened here. And now that the Ninth Circuit has ruled in our behalf, normally that's the end of the story. The case goes back down, but we've been told by uh, the city attorneys or telling the media, rather, that there's going to be a San Jose City Council meeting to vote on whether they should try to appeal this case to the full Ninth Circuit on bunk, so the whole Ninth Circuit Court, or the United States Supreme Court. So they're they're intending to fight this all the way. But so they think that, so it's a unanimous 3 nothing ruling. They think if you had all the judges that those three are just outliers and the right, I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a leap, it seems to me. Well, what's really interesting about this issue, and I'm a long time, in addition to being a business attorney, also a civil rights attorney, and this is generally a liberal issue, qualified immunity. So conservatives are the ones like us that day. We were saying blue lives matter and thanking the police for being there before we turned the corner and saw that they were putting us into a mob. Um, you know, normally it's, the, it's sort of, so the issue is sort of upside down. So the liberal judges are the ones typically who say uh, citizens should be allowed to sue the government. And it's usually the conservative ones who say, oh, no, you know, the police have to have this qualified immunity. So, you know, to your point, who are the judges on the panel of the Ninth Circuit who are going to say, uh, no, this is fine, the police should be allowed to beat up people like this? I, I think it's going to be a hard sell, but I don't want to, you know, prejudge, obviously. We'll see what happens. Wow, yeah, the shades of 1968 Chicago and Mayor Daly in charge. Harmeet Dillon, attorney for the Dillon Law Group. So, if, if presuming the... The city does not appeal this fairly narrow legal question. Then it goes back down to the lower court and you proceed with the lawsuit? That's right. Okay. So far, we haven't had a chance to request any documents, take any depositions, or do any of that wow. work. So we have a couple of years of work ahead of us now. Yikes. All right, well, let's stay in touch. Keep fighting the good fight. It's great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Imagine, um, uh, I, hate, I say this all the time. I get tired of saying it myself, but it's just so true. Imagine if the, the politics were reversed on this story, the sort of national attention this would get. Right. And the, it would be seen as such an important message for the country. Hey, when uh, abortion rights, you know, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, whoever shows up to rally, their people get to show up. It doesn't matter if these angry Trump supporters want to stop them. Right. It would be a well, giant, you can't have important. the big, mean, brutal police with their guns funneling the innocent protesters into the arms of the right-wingers who beat them down. They're in Birmingham, Alabama, or wherever you're picturing this happening. Right, right. But no, the reverse in San Jose, nobody in the nation even knows this happened and or pays any attention. And the mayor says, well, they get it. They get that for going to a Trump rally. That's incredible. The curious fans of, of you know, if uh, you know, it's funny. I keep qualifying it. I don't even know why. But, yeah, it was hardcore Trump supporters who don't deserve it. It was the curious. It was fans of The Apprentice. Well, I, it was those who thought it might be funny well, getting beaten down by gangbangers. I went the night before in Sacramento and took my kids. I remember at that point in the election, it wasn't crazy. I wouldn't right. have taken my kids if it was. Sure. At that point, it was just kind of a lark and still kind of funny. You showed up in Trump 1 on a damn plane. You got yeah. to see the plane. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what it was all about. So you can't have people like that getting beaten with sacks of rocks. 
to show you up to see a candidate. in San Jose. Yeah, and the mayor thinks it's a good idea and you had it coming, which right. is just disgusting. Oh, yeah. That the guy like that was ever in charge of anything. National disgrace. Sam Daly Licardo. Not enough people will get the reference to Mayor Daly back in 1968, but... but... But plus, God dang it, no matter what your politics are, this is the end of democracy if you allow this sort of thing to happen. Because right, there'd be a, a whole descent bunch into armed fascism. Sure, there'd be yeah. a whole bunch of states and cities that Hillary couldn't go to, and a whole bunch of states and cities that Trump couldn't go to, and talk to their supporters because we decided the, it's okay for the police to allow you to get beaten in the street if you're on the wrong side of the majority in that town. It would be a mayor by mayor decision. You'd have a situation where you'd have to call the mayor's office. Now, are you going to let our people get beat down if we have a rally? Well, I don't reckon there's much I can do about it. Then you wouldn't go to that town. And then oh, if, that's a nice idea. And then if you like third parties or you know uh, small movements trying to, to catch hold, it'll never happen. No. Because the big parties will hire people to come and beat down anybody that's going to disrupt the system. Libertarians, Greens, whom, uh, whomever. Right. And it's straight, I hate to say this, it's straight out of the Nazi playbook. Yeah. You just beat down the people that you're against, and pretty soon their supporters can't show up, and you win. Right, right, exactly. A lot of reaction to this story. We'll uh, share that with you, including uh, some devil's advocacy. We're, we're willing to take that on here. We're not afraid of it. I'm as mad about it as the day after it happened that Jerry Brown never said anything about it. Freaking governor of the state didn't say, no, we're not going to have this in our state. People get to show up to a political rally to, to whoever they want to see. It was no, fine with him. Said nothing about it. Fine with him. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. put out about 3 million tweets related to the 2016 election. Wow. I thought Ian Bremmer tweeted a lot. Um, and we know more about them, so maybe we'll get to that at some point. Also, the Washington Post out with a story today that North Korea is working like crazy on a new missile. Right now, we discovered. Wait a minute. So I that, thought their threat was over. That ain't good. I was misinformed. I can't remember where I heard that. Hmm. <laughs> So, getting back to the key ruling from the Ninth Circuit Court on the lawsuit moving ahead against San Jose for not only permitting people to be beaten down at a political rally, but shepherding them into the beating and forbidding them from going any other way, the three-judge panel said, quote, we find that this is one of those rare cases in which the constitutional violation is so obvious that we must conclude qualified immunity is inapplicable, even without a case directly on point. Wow. In other words, no, there isn't a precedent for this, but are you kidding? Look at it. Did Got it, a lot of reaction, yes? Do you think the mayor told the police, I mean, do you think it went so direct and specific that the mayor told the police chief to tell the police officers to... Run these people right next to the protesters so they get beaten? I mean, how else would you end up doing it this way? I can imagine what they were thinking, but it would take a while to explain, and I don't know if it's worth it. Um, I just wonder if there's an email out there or uh, somebody who could come forward and say, yeah. Oh, they're busy shredding them right now. That's right! I accuse you of destroying evidence. 
Uh, I said it at the time. I will say it again. Says Vincent, the mayor and police chief need to step down as the result of their actions regarding the Trump rally. I, uh, in light of the current court ruling, the city needs to settle the case instead of continuing to spend money. Uh, don't throw good money after bad. I'd also like to see a criminal conspiracy investigation. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, ever since this incident, I no longer feel safe in this city I've lived in for 45-plus years. The fact that the mayor and police chief can choose to protect one class of citizens over another is reprehensible. There's another night note from Mike. At San Jose, there were Hispanic Norteño gangs waving Mexican flags who came with eggs and sticks to attack anyone in a Trump shirt or hat. Democrats let this happen because they support illegals and Hispanic gang members. Cops were ordered by the Democrat mayor to stand down and don't engage. San Jose should be sued for hundreds of millions. Got a lot of emails like that. Um, I want to address this one from Linda. Good morning. Good morning to you. I heard your outrage this morning about Trump supporters being attacked in San Jose. I don't blame you for being outraged. It's definitely not something that should happen. I wonder if you were also outraged when Trump stood on the stage at several of his rallies and told his supporters to, quote, beat the hell out of lone protesters at his rallies. Uh, yeah, actually, we did. We said that was, that was completely out of line. Unbelievable and horrifying. We all watched and heard feeling stunned that a political candidate was acting that way and fomenting violence against protesters at a rally. Agreed. And in Charlottesville, when he called the Nazis some very good people after one of them drove into a crowd of protesters and killed a woman. Uh, That is a uh, gross mischaracterization of what was said. Although Trump, in characteristic Trump fashion, was completely unclear, and you had to figure out what he was talking about. He was talking about the peaceful protesters who were mad about tearing down Confederate statues, who are part of the greater swirl of humanity. He wasn't talking about the Nazis who mowed people down with cars, but he handled it terribly. You can take these on point by point if you like. That's fine with me, but I, I think it's a mistake to even get into this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Adolf Hitler wants to have a political rally in San Jose, his people get to show up and watch him. That's the way our country works. So whatever he says or believes doesn't play a role. I'm not a fan of Hitler. that's, That's worth pointing out. The political climate we're in has been brought about by Trump himself. If you want to call anyone a fascist, it's him. Well, Linda, I, I think you're overwrought and wrong Even on that if you're point. right, well, though, it doesn't make any difference. That's my point. Right. Even if he is a fascist, fascists get to have political rallies, and their people get to show up and listen to him talk. Yes. It's been ruled by the Supreme Court. Over and over again. Thanks for getting me all re-aggravated about the San Jose Trump rally. I lived five minutes from where he came to speak. Thought it would be funny slash interesting. Took my Venezuelan wife to see him. She's from a country where socialism has gone very, very wrong and where her family's been screwed time and time again by the system. So her tendencies are typically away from that belief system. Anyway, Owen too. <laughs> but seriously, well reset, Stuart. I look back at the events that transpired. I can't imagine that I put my wife's safety in danger by taking her to a Trump rally. Luckily, we left early to avoid the rush and just miss the angry mom. Sam Licardo should die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. That'd be all right with me. Um, I wouldn't take my kids now, and that's too bad, because you should be able to show up to any politician's rally and see what they're saying. And see what they're saying. I mean, even for the purpose of forming arguments against them. But no, the gangbangers might mistake you as a supporter and smash your face. And the police might watch them do it. They'll route you into the face smashing. Wow, what's coming up your news, Marshall? you got five seconds. All eyes on Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, heading into court this morning. I'll bet his hair looks great. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
about that later. We're going to post at the website, I hope, this uh, article in the New York Times last night about how far they've come with robotics and artificial intelligence replicating a human hand, which is one of the wonders of the universe. Sure. And they're way closer than they've ever been before. And they've got some videos on there that are pretty cool. Right. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, there's another thing I wanted to bring up. The human hand, capable of, of crushing power, yet cradling an infant or painting a masterpiece. Well, maybe yours is. Well, no. Mine's not. No. My human hand is capable of sticking a finger up my nose. And... <laughs> yeah, something. Um, there's a book coming out in September that is going to be the talk of the country. Oh, boy. Have that for you, too. Right yep. now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Oh, we got firefighters from across the U.S. being sent to California to help crews stretch to the limit. Who They are battling 17 wildfires across the state. More than 50,000 people remain under mandatory evacuation orders in Northern California, where the deadly car fire has destroyed more than 800 homes, 110,000 acres. It's 27% contained. It is the ninth most destructive fire in California history. Now, I don't want to set the record. Former Trump campaign chief Paul Manafort's going on trial this morning in Alexandria, Virginia. Free Manafort while supplies last. Manafort has pleaded not guilty to more than 30 counts of bank and tax fraud. The guy, nobody has ever looked more like a crook than him. So I remember his first appearance on Meet the Press. That guy's a crook. Of course, Trump hired him to be his campaign manager. Valley hired him to get the delegates. He's a good delegate getter. He's known for that. Special counsel Robert Mueller's team is prosecuting Manafort, but the charges are, in this case, not directly related to Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. And Manafort's lawyer, Kevin Downing, was asked by reporters if Manafort's going to cooperate or work out a plea deal with prosecutors. Downing shot back. No chance. No chance? CBS News reporting Manafort is counting on a presidential pardon if he's convicted. You know, the judge decided not to allow any comments about his lifestyle because they thought it was more prejudicial than, than you know, relating to the actual case. Which Manafort's is, lifestyle? Seems pretty yeah. clearly true to me. Yeah. You just put a thought in their head that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it. but Because they were wanting to push the whole, he wears $15,000 suits and, and right. all this sort right. of stuff. right. Well, you know, if the trial's about ill-gotten gains yeah. and undeclared yeah. income, you could almost see going there. But the, 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 does it have more evidentiary value or prejudicial value? And uh, judge decided prejudicial, and I think he's probably right. Is it a he, the judge, or they got a girl judge? <laughs> <laughs> do they have that these days? I've heard they do. They have a neutral judge, a fair judge, a judge who will abide by the rules of right, justice. Whatever. A judge got in trouble the other day yeah. somewhere in the country for saying, you know, in my day, we oh, didn't yes. have women making these arguments. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. oh, I'm joking on a radio show, Your Honor. You can't say that from the bench. <laughs> he said that's one of the lawyers. You numbskull. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Owen, too. Yeah. <laughs> The Washington Post is reporting new indicators, including satellite images, show that North Korea could be building new missiles, citing officials familiar with the intel. The new information shows the work is potentially taking place on one or two ICBM missiles, the type of missiles that can potentially reach the U.S. Now, I heard a BBC reporter talking about this story uh, early this morning, and the reporter was going out of her way to say, well, you know, Kim promised not to test any missiles. He didn't say he would stop building missiles when he talked to Trump. 
Well, if honestly, if you're negotiating over ending your nuclear program, right. you keep it going. Sure. That's the only way you have any negotiating heft. Yep. So I get it. Um, he don't want war. That's one thing he don't want. He said in the past that he would destroy the United yes, States. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not that shocking. Where this ends, nobody knows. Well, but. I've also seen as the most likely outcome from the beginning is that they continue to work on this until they can come out and say, announce, we've done it. We've finished the missile and the bomb that'll fit on it. So negotiations over. Right. We've done what we can. We can now reach any point in the United States right. with an H-bomb, which nobody's ever set off anywhere. And uh, so do what we want. Leave us alone. Well, my friends, turns out drunk binge buying is everywhere. A new yeah. survey finds Americans spend an average of $450 on stuff each year while they are drunk. That would uh, bring to mind the inexplicable hammock in my garage. Wow, Neither yeah. Judy nor I has any idea why we bought that hammock. We already have one. Are we? It seems to be a very nice hammock, maybe even nicer than ours, but only incrementally. Are we pretending that the theremin was a completely sober purchase? There are two of them. <laughs> you have two oh, really? theremin. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I don't think it was clear to me whether the order went through at the time. <laughs> so I clicked the button again. That's not uh, an argument geez. for sobriety. <laughs> no, no, Your Honor. Uh, no. I'm surprised uh, the number's that low. On the, on the other hand, the theremin is fun. But the uh, the inexplicable hammock uh, sits in its its box to today. One last Does note. Does anybody want to buy a hammock? <laughs> one, one last note. Alan Alda wants people to know he has Parkinson's disease, and he's doing well. The uh, actor, director, writer was on the CBS This Morning show saying he was diagnosed back in 2015. The reason that I want to talk about it in public is that it's I was diagnosed three and a half years ago mm-hmm. and I've had a full life since then he says he's acted he's given talks he started a new podcast Alda said he's hardly any symptoms other than noticing his thumb twitch every every once in a while and he said he wanted to bring this up now before somebody did a story on his condition from a sad point of view and Alda said that is not where he is. Hmm. He was a famous actor back in the 70s and 80s, if you don't know his name. That's rap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So the things I mentioned, a book that is going to make America stop in its track, it's at least for a couple of days in September, and also how far we've gotten with uh, robotic hands, which is pretty interesting. All right. Robots then. are going to take over the world. They really, really, honest to God, I'm not exaggerating, are. Then at 8 o'clock, scary, nasty phishing scam that you might become a victim of. How to avoid it and other scams with an expert. That's news you can use. Uh-huh. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Jimi Hendrix yesterday from his latest album came out a couple of weeks ago. He's been dead for four years, but 
keep putting out albums. It's an impressive output for a former human. Each album that they put out from Jimi Hendrix has got a couple of really good songs on it, and then a bunch of songs that, uh, well, he would have never put them out if he was alive. Oh, stuff guitar- that didn't quite come together. Well, they or, aren't finished, or his right. guitar's out of tune, or right. all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. But anyway. Do you get glimpses into like his creative process sort of thing? What or? you get glimpses in is to how his sister's trying to become a gazillionaire off of a bank's of uh, old crap. Mm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I think you get a glimpse mm. of. Strong stuff. <laughs> but, uh, so we got a late night joke off. We'll do that first. Ah, uh, yeah, in which we play these alleged jokes, and I grade each joke, and the lowest grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. Our topic is Rudy Giuliani going on various shows and saying collusion is not a crime, which had... Uh, uh, people who hate Trump think it's a strategy uh, Fox was claiming, and I think this is actually true, which is not good news for Trump either, that Rudy is just out of his mind. (laughs) That his lawyer is just confused. Right. Is it strategic chaos or just chaos? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, here we go. Julian has been doing lots of interviews trying to defend President Trump with the Russia investigation. Today he said that collusion isn't illegal. Even Trump was like, why can't this guy think before he speaks? First it was Russia didn't interfere in the election. Then it was, okay, they did. But nobody on the Trump team met with them. Then it was, okay, they did. But it was just about adoptions. Then it was, okay, they offered us dirt on Hillary, but there was no collusion. Now we're, no collusion. Collusion is not a crime. What's next? Okay, collusion's a crime, but it's just a little crime. Then it'll be, since when are crimes illegal? (laughs) If crimes are illegal, take me away. He's gone from no one in the Trump campaign had any contact with the Russians to a few people might have met with some Russians, but they talked about adoption to, okay, they were talking about helping Trump win the election, but they weren't colluding to, even if we were colluding, not a crime. (laughs) It's a hobby. He's a robber. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, my defense of some of it would be uh, it's more like a commentary on the news. Right. So Not maybe, clearly identifiable as jokes at all. Maybe what's unfair is us uh, calling them jokes and then playing them. Yeah. Wow. Because they're doing monologues in which they just comment on the news of the day. It, it seems like to have a similar struggle. There will be no joke off today, my friends. Like Saturday Night Live kind of ran into this issue too, yeah, where their yeah. opening skits were just reenactments of news segments. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like, like, where? How do I make fun of this? Is so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Rudy has lost his mind. Although, you know, that's part of the Trumpian thing is you just throw so much out there. Yeah. You get everybody into a frenzy discussing all of it. Then you go about your business in whatever way you want. Whip it up with a tweet now and again. So it's possible this whole Rudy thing's intentional, but even if it is, I think maybe he needs to be reined in a tad. So the two things I want to mention, one, the book that is going to have the country coming to a stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. Just real quick. We have to get to the weird second meeting disclosure at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rudy addressing, listen, and about this second meeting, the what now? Nobody's <laughs> nobody's talking about what? Um... I wondered where he'd been. I thought maybe just at his age, he'd kind of, you know, uh, slowed down. Wasn't that interested in the news of the day? No, Bob Woodward has been working on a book, and he's got one about the Trump White House. Oh, boy. Uh, coming out on September 11th. 
I don't know why he picked that day, but it's called Fear, Trump in the White House, and Bob Woodward always has the best sources. His books are always great. I've read a whole bunch of them, and they're always misreported, which we'll get into more the day it finally comes out. But it seems like he probably started this one like a year into an administration. That's like insta-history on steroids, isn't it? No, he's written lots of books like this, though. He did that several during Obama's presidency, several during Bush's presidency. It's more super long magazine articles. Books should be about the past. Yeah, that's pretty good. Can't we all agree on that? (laughs) Books about the present are stupid, right? Books about the past. I know the best stuff I read about what was going on in the Obama White House came from Woodward's books, easily. Um, And it's always horribly reported in the news. Most people don't read the book, and then the stuff from the book is combination of cherry-picked and poorly reported. But right. Anyway, yeah. more on that when the book finally comes out. This other story I wanted to get to, which I really thought was interesting. The best computer that's ever been invented by anything or anyone is the human brain, so far. But uh, man-made... man-made <laughs> Some brains. <laughs> man-made, com- man-made computers are catching up on us. Uh, artificial intelligence, and then you put it with robotic and ro- robots and robotics and that sort of stuff, and it's getting closer and closer. For instance, um, one of the most difficult things to do, and I didn't know this, and these are all in the San Francisco area that all these companies are working on this stuff. Man, that is just the hub for the world of of the the best of the best of this. Mm -hmm. But one of the hardest things to get a computer to do, try to picture this, is if you have a child's block, you know, the wooden block that's got letters on each side or numbers on each side or whatever, Mm -hmm. holding that block in your hand, and if somebody says, turn it to the N, and then you turn it with that hand and show the N on top. Oh. That has been, up until now, impossible for a computer to do. Wow. A, a robotic hand to do. There's just way too much manipul- manipulation and th- and thought that has to go into turning this just the right way to keep from dropping it and end up with the right letter. Just mm-hmm. impossible. How they, interesting. They're, they're talking about how it would take years, um, in some of these cases, to make the computations that it would take. To, to, you know, if you say turn the block to the letter N for a computer to come up with that because it's so complex. Wow. Yeah, I'm just I'm I don't have a block, but all of my fingers are joining in and the meaty part of my hands as well. Here's a video from The New York Times I'll show to you. But in the top, it is the hand doing it. And in the bottom is what we used to happen. It did oh, start it to is. turn it's it. And yeah. It start to turn it. And the, the video beneath it is just fall out of its hand because it, wow. it's just the ability to do that. The other task that used to take months for computers to have to think and go through uh, was making a bed. Just so much involved in getting a sheet out on a bed, tucked in properly, tucking down this. Now you got to pull that side. Now this is out of whack. Which brings just, up my greatest dream, the laundry bot. Yeah, yeah, which is just such a complex task. You don't even think about it. Oh, my God. Here's your dream. This is for, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to be sexist, but I think American women tend to do more laundry than American men, but for everybody... You just throw your laundry in a big old hamper. It sorts it by color and fabric, which there are sensors, right? It washes it. It dries it. It folds it. I'll even put it away. But, oh, man, how great would that be? I think currently that robot would cost like $500 million. It's because it's such a complex task. Right, right. I'd free up my time to stare at the Internet, though. <laughs> I mean, because, for, for instance, you know, like matching socks or this one or making the bed or whatever, you've got to have the visual component of it that is incredibly complex mm-hmm. in, in, in the ability to be able to see, you know, uh, in, in 3D or whatever and figure things out. It's just it's really hard. And then the, the fine manipulation of things. Yeah. But they're getting so close. And we've linked that article 
at armstrongandgetty.com. Pretty interesting if you're into that sort of stuff. But, I mean, if we're there now to where it can turn that block and come up with the right letter, it's going to be able to do anything within five years. And artificial yes. intelligence, will it'll just it'll be able to figure out on its own what it's got to do. You talk about these computers that are making hamburgers or whatever, it'll be able to do anything. Death bots. Let's face it. That is our inevitable fate, to be pulled apart like pork <laughs> by robots. You know, it does occur to me. Is that my inevitable fate? Uh, it, I don't want to go that way. It occurred to me once my robot's done, it is, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> pulled apart like pork. You know, it... It reminds me, this discussion, very much of watching infants slash toddlers develop their physical capabilities, their neurophysical capabilities. It's like watching science leap ahead by decades every week. It's an amazing process to watch kids learn how to manipulate items with their hands, to to not drop things, to pick them up, uh, pick them up when like they do. He's like a little learn, baby. That's right, Mr. President, to learn to walk and, and, and do all that stuff. It's, it's a miracle. There wasn't it's one of the, a, best, the best parts of life. There wasn't a computer on Earth that could beat a human at chess until fairly recently. And now we've made the leap, leap forward to some of these really complex tasks. They'll be able to do things. What, when, how about when they start doing things we can't do? That's when it's going to get weird. Like pulling people apart like pork. Yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Pull your arm out of the socket and beat you over the head with it. <laughs> beat you at the bloody end. That's right. And the computer would have the ability to choose the bloody end to beat you with. <laughs> exactly. Wrong end. <laughs> Must flip severed arm. Coming up, a computer expert on how to avoid some of the really nasty scams that are going on right now. Learn what they are and how to avoid them in moments. Before you click on that email, you must hear this segment of the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 